Welcome to the Career Happiness Podcast. My name is Soma Ghosh. I'm a careers advisor and business owner. In this podcast, we're going to talk about what your career means to you and what uniquely defines your career and your version of success and what it means for you to be career happy at work and in your business. This podcast is for professional women who are looking to gain more within their career, to find a new job, find a new career, or potentially start a portfolio career or business. It's also for parents of teenagers who want to find out more about careers advice and information and feel like they want to help their teenagers to go off and pursue careers that they actually really, really want. And lastly, it's for business owners and people who want to start a business and feel inspired by their career and business collectively. So I hope that you enjoy this new season of the podcast and thanks for listening. Hey everybody, and in today's episode, we have an interview with the lovely Andrea Pedrick. So Andrea is actually somebody who interviewed me quite a while ago um, for an online summit that she was running earlier in 2021, in January. And um, that episode is actually episode 82. So you can go back and listen to that, the interview that we did together where she interviewed me about career confidence and trying to get your confidence back whilst returning to work so her voice may seem familiar to um, regular listeners of the podcast Um, so please go check that out as well if you have the time but um, with regard to this episode me and Andrea had a wonderful conversation about how you can empower your career to be who you want to be and um, one of the things I really love about Andrea is how passionate she is about what she does. Um, She has a very calm and caring approach to the work she does. She supports a lot of women who are feeling burnt out, overwhelmed, maybe they need to work on their mindset and personal and career development and we had a really really broad discussion about so much. We spoke about her um, journey um, as a lawyer and setting up her own business. We spoke about what success means and why it's important to redefine your version of success and we've spoken about this before on the podcast when we had um Anna on the podcast and I've done my own (laughs) episode around success as well so it's a reoccurring theme we spoke about burnout we spoke about what it's like being self-employed and having that autonomy and freedom which so many people are craving and wanting especially after what's happened with the pandemic and moving forwards in the world of work and one of the things that Andrea um, dropped in this podcast that I really loved and I just really want to you know honor her for her honesty but also for her willingness to be so open about this one of the things we really really dwelled into is how she feels so many people should be self-employed so they have that freedom so they have that choice so they have that flexibility and we dwelled more into this in this episode which I really really loved but I just loved the fact that she had her opinion on this and she thinks the way for us to be free and the way for us to have freedom in our work is to be self-employed so definitely 
please listen to that part of the podcast because I found that really, really interesting. And I think a lot of people who are business owners who listen to this podcast will relate to that. And a lot of people who are considering starting a business will find that part really interesting. But yeah, we spoke about flexible working and how that's changed since the pandemic. We spoke about um, what it's like being a lawyer, like realistically. And I know we've spoken about this before previously with a previous guest, Janine Esbrand, but we dwelled more into why so many people are leaving the profession to pursue and go into different careers and what is it around being a lawyer that makes people shift into other things? So that was really, really interesting. Um, I have to say I really loved this conversation so much. I mean, I think I have to say since I've been on LinkedIn and everything that's happened to me with my hacking and in general, the people that I've been networking with online and on LinkedIn, Andrea is somebody that you always feel better speaking with. She just has, as I said, calming energy. But she also has a way of really supporting and helping people. She's a really kind person. And that definitely comes across in this conversation. So I really, really hope that you love this episode as much as I loved recording it for you guys. And um, yeah, I um, will see you in the next one. Hey, everybody. So I have the lovely Andrea with us here today. Hi, Andrea. How are you? Hi, Soma. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm really good. <laughs> How are you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, thank you so much for being here today. And Andrea's voice might sound familiar to some of you because um, I um, was part of a summit that she did online. And for those of you who listen to the podcast, um, that recording of the interview was on the podcast not that long ago. Um but I really, really want to um, ask Andrea, can you just tell us a little bit about your life, career, and how you support women who are stuck in a rut as an empowerment coach? Absolutely. Well, so first of all, um, I got married a couple of weeks or months ago. So my my surname has changed. So now you might know me under Andrea Petrek instead of Andrea Tice. <laughs> so you can, you can still see all of those names, both names everywhere. And just to clarify that it's still the same person. <laughs> and yes, I'm an empowerment coach and I love supporting women who are stuck in the rut um, just to start doing something they truly enjoy and which they're passionate about. Because I can so relate to that. I, I was there myself just a couple of years ago as a corporate lawyer and as a, you know, basically uh, a corporate person for many years. I did realize this is really not for me. This is not what I want to be doing with my life because of all the restrictions and limitations of that job, I didn't enjoy that really. (laughs) And I don't even think that career of a lawyer was the right choice for me. Yet, you know, when I was choosing that career, I was 18 years old. And by that age, I truly wanted to do something which is really significant, really helping people. And the only way how I could do that, I figured was to become a lawyer, which doesn't make sense anymore to me, right? When I'm, when I'm looking back now, but it was a great experience to have had that 
experience as a lawyer, as a corporate lawyer as well after, you know, some time, because it really gave me an insight what I really want to be doing with my life Mm -hmm. and how I want my life to look like. Because I guess that when when we are 18 or 20 or like really early, you know, in lives, it's very difficult to know what we want to be doing for the rest of the life, right? And our priorities and our values are changing so rapidly at that time that I'm not surprised that, you know, when I'm talking to women these days, to professional women, and they telling me, you know, I loved my job when I started it a couple of years ago, but now I don't really enjoy it anymore. And I'm not surprised at all because we are changing. We are going through our own personal transformation as well uh, as a person, as a professional, as a, as a mother maybe, or as a family member, right? So these are all the changes we are going through in our lives and that career we had maybe a couple of years ago is just not working for us any longer. And I'm not even kind of touching yet on that kind of larger scale transformation, which I believe we are going through as a society. Because if you look at the things which are happening around, especially with COVID for the last two years, maybe, mm-hmm. or so, these things are bringing so many changes into our lives. And they are kind of prompting us to start thinking about what is important for me? What do I want to be doing with my life? Is this enough? Is this what I want to be doing? And all those questions are coming. I'm calling it awakening because so many people in general are going through this kind of awakening right now. And as I mentioned recently, in recent years, right? For the last two years, I've seen that kind of like those people coming up and sprouting like (laughs) coming up like mushrooms after a heavy rain you know Mm -hmm. it's just more and more um common to start questioning those things and you know it's just a clear sign that the, the kind of the standard employment style or style of work which I call the old way of doing business or work it's just not working for so many of us any longer so I'm not surprised you know that people are awakening to their Mm. potential and they want more from life Mm. can you can you tell us then Andrea what you said I really really think that so many people who'll be listening um are feeling that way and then you know with COVID you know we've got things like and I'm sure you've heard of these concepts things like the great resignation and things like this coming a lot like people are quitting their jobs and starting something new and I'm sure you've you've been very busy in your business but in terms of the support that you offer women what is it that you exactly do to really really help them come out of the rut when they're not feeling very empowered I guess so the first thing which we need to kind of work on with uh basically everyone it's not only for women right but I specialize in helping women in my programs because I can relate to them little bit more I'd say is you know is really getting the mindset uh, straight and there is like like it might sound like there's something wrong with your mindset but there's it's not but there are definitely differences between a mindset and what I mean by mindset is basically all kinds of beliefs and thoughts and opinions we have 
about ourselves, about the work, about our employment, about clients, about everything which relates to our work, right? That's, that's kind of the mindset around that. And if we have someone who has spent, I don't know, five, 10, even 20 years in a job, in a career or in, in one field, they have a mindset of an employee, just to put it very simply, right? And now when this kind of woman wants to start their own business, they need to change that mindset first because it's a completely different style of thinking. It's a different mindset, beliefs, and all of that, which need to support the new way of working. Um, just, you know, to change the work the way we work is not enough so just to go from an office to working from home and working for myself is not enough all those things inside need to change to support me on my on my journey right Mm -hmm. so I actually am going to be successful in that new way of working so I can adopt those new beliefs and thinking patterns Mm -hmm. because the old ones, the kind of employee mindset is very limited in a way. It's not going to support me in, in my entrepreneurial journey where I need to start thinking for myself. I need to be responsible for everything what I do, right? Nobody's going to tell me what to do or how to do it. Yeah. And these changes are very challenging to many. And actually, that's the number one reason why so many even women are not changing or are not going for what they really want to do because there are so many questions on their side, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to make money? Where are the clients going to come from? Mm -hmm. Or am I going to be able to deliver the services? Or what's going to happen if I get sick? Or like everything else, right? All those questions. So just to get to your your question as well my support is truly on that mindset side Mm -hmm. to create a new supportive mindset so actually you will know what are the answers for yourself you will know what you need to do in your business right because strong mindset you're building your confidence you're getting clarity on what you want to be doing how it's going to look like Uh, what's your business or even career. It doesn't have to be business, right? It could be a completely different career. And these days we have so many options what to do and how to do it. So it's basically how are you going to support yourself in sustaining that new way of living and working to be successful at the end of the day? Because this is what we want all to be, right? Yeah. Yeah. We do want to be successful. And I think the thing that I find Andrea I don't know if you you see this it's really really interesting what you're saying but that need for success although it can be a good thing it can also hinder people because there's so much pressure from society to be a certain picture of success I don't know if you see that with your clients because they may be coming from certain careers where it's an elite career and so when they change or they start a business or they do something else there's a lot of fear there. I mean, what do you see are the kind of challenges that come up when, when women are kind of stopping themselves from, from changing out of their situation? 
Well, thank you for bringing that up because really um, one of the very first things we do in my program is we definitely redefine success. <laughs> what is it actually, <laughs> right? Because most professional or driven women we come from an environment with, where success was based rather on that scarcity model where we have to go for something, we have to achieve something. And their goals and their targets and, and success is something which looks certain way and it feels certain way. But we, mo like most of us, I definitely had that before as well. We have a very, how would I put it? It's, it's not very functional model of success. Yeah. It's basically a, a stick which we are beating us up on ourselves. And it's just, it's just not working, right? We have that idea, okay, I want to be successful. I want this or that. And yet it almost feels unachievable because of the way how success is uh, portrayed these days or what idea we have about success. So that's the one definite thing which we need to change what success looks like how does it um feel for me specifically because it's very individual and once you kind of get to the point where you define success for yourself that is very workable mm. and it's very supportive of what you want to be doing in your life then suddenly success becomes a helper because it becomes a friend instead of a physical, I don't know, demanding authority standing on the side of my way and then just like shouting at me that I'm not doing something good or well, right? So these are, these are definitely those challenges. And that's the entire model where we get to transform the way we think about yeah. success, the way we work, you know, the way how we should be working, how we should be operating, because I really have to mention this, that especially driven professional women, we tend to, uh, you know, overwork ourselves. Yeah. We tend to, like, when we don't see the success or the goal coming, right, we tend to overwork ourselves, put more hours in, mm -hmm. put more efforts, work weekends, sacrifice your free time and all of those crazy things we tend to really kind of compensate for the luck of the let's say results or success we don't see right and I think this is a very damaging damaging kind of philosophy or idea because it never works yep. it really doesn't work and then we have to really start thinking differently we start to work smarter instead of harder and I know this is a phrase which we all heard at some point but what does it really mean it really requires the change of the mind the mindset uh, to be able to start thinking differently in the first place and then also working differently mm. so yeah it's a very interesting what you're saying especially about the overwork Andrea because I see that a lot like so much with the women that come to me and I was one of those women that put my hand up to that full-heartedly and partly I still am a little bit of a workaholic because I love my business but I do know how to balance things a little bit better although I don't 
think the word balance is always the best thing. When I mean balance, I mean like I feel like I have better well-being practices in place. That's what I'm going to say because sometimes balance can be overused or, you know, if you're a parent and there are other things going on, balance can feel overwhelming in itself. Um, And one of the things that I really, really wanted to ask you because I know that when we spoke before the summer, we spoke a lot about burnout, Andrea, and I would really, really love to know, you know, um, what your stance is on burnout, what you think about it. Have you noticed any patterns or changes with burnout since the pandemic? And what have been the key things that have come up around this, kind of like with your clients? Oh, wow, this is such a broad topic. So I'll try to be be very narrow in that and just give you what what comes to my mind because, uh, honestly, burnout can come so many places and for so many reasons right now we might be thinking well people got burned out only when they kind of attended the the workplace and they were in that environment eight plus hours every day and so on and now because more people are working from home that's going to be avoided but that's that's really a misconception of burnout because (laughs) burnout it doesn't it doesn't come only in the workplace right mm-hmm. so many women actually gotten burned out while they were working at home even these days because they got even more obligations on their on their shoulders suddenly right homeschooling the kids now still working your job which mm-hmm. doesn't give you a, a break just because you have to attend to your kids right and like all those circumstances can add to a burnout, which is basically a stressful reaction of the body, of the mind to overwhelming situations. I would just simplify it in this way because you can get burnout seriously out of anything and everything, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't even have to be work-related. While it's usually work-related is because our work is continuous, it's every day, so it kind of, there is no escape from there, right? So, so that's why it's more connected to work. But a burnout is basically happening because we are not able to manage the situation any longer. Mentally, emotionally, we are under stress. There is so much demand. And when we cannot cope any longer, and it's a psychological thing, then we are getting to see the consequences of it, right? The first are usually the emotional ones, which is like our moods are going down. We don't feel good about ourselves. Nothing is working for us. Our relationships might start, deteriorate. And then we can see some, you know, even mental issues coming in and health issues coming in as well. So these are all kind of consequences. And I would say, you know, these, these kind of consequences or signs are not even um, well known. So people just think, well, I'm just tired all the time, but that's normal because I'm always tired. And they're not realizing that being tired all the time is not okay. Mm-hmm. But because our society or even our working environments, they became so kind of used to this standard well, everybody's working eight plus hours. Everybody's working weekends. 
or everybody's suffering with some kind of I don't know health issue or or um even even headaches or these kind of things right but they are not normal what we need to realize is it's not normal to be suffering Mm. it's not normal our society has kind of normalized that to a certain point right everybody does that everybody goes through it everybody pushes through blah 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 but that's not normal only when you get out of it (laughs) afterwards we usually realize well, you know what, this is actually not normal and, sh- and people shouldn't be working this way. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that answers your question, but I just wanted to really bring that up because when I was going through my third burnout in my corporate, in the last year in my corporate job, I was not aware I was going through burnouts, right? Mm-hmm. And I only kind of realized all those things while I was, uh, when, when I got out of it. Mm-hmm. And I started talking to people and I sought um, even help for, a, you know, from a psychologist. Mm-hmm. They, they, that was the first time when I realized, like, this is really not normal. It's not okay to be working like this, right? It doesn't have to be this way. Mm-hmm. But when we are stuck in that rut, mm-hmm. we very hardly see what's really going on like that's why I always want to bring up the consequences like look what is what is this doing to your life mm-hmm. are you already seeing this some consequences you know how about your relationships how about your free time with your family are you what is the quality of your life right mm-hmm. and all those questions which are not comfortable sometimes <laughs> No, but you know what? It's really, really interesting that you said that people don't even realize they're going through burnout because that normalcy, that societal pressure of working long hours and, you know, wearing a wearing it as a badge of honor, you know, stress as a badge of honor is, is a concept that um, another guest on this podcast has said before. And she works a lot with well-being and mental health um, in the workplace. So it, it is very very true Andrea I think that a lot of people don't realize that burnout is 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 real burnout exists it's it's almost this normalcy of the workplace culture in line with that I would really really love to ask your opinion on something actually which has been coming up a lot on my feed not just on LinkedIn but something that I'm very passionate about I myself suffer from a condition called endometriosis Andrea and for me that means that there are times where I can't work right And I've been thinking a lot about, you know, the whole issue around working from home, because I don't know what's what's happening where you are in the world. But in the UK, a lot of people are now being fined from for wanting to work from home. Right. And I feel that working from home and having a hybrid approach to work should be optional for people who have a condition like myself or in general they're a busy mum and they want more work flexibility. So what do you think around this topic? What do you think about working from home? Do you think it's the future or do you think we have a, a bit more to go on this topic? Oh, wow. I'm probably not the right person to be asking that question. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. It's just because I just like deep, deep, deep inside of me, if I'm completely honest with myself, mm-hmm. If and if I'm completely honest with everyone whom I'm talking to, yeah. 
I'm just a huge fan of working for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe everyone, just seriously, like everyone should be just working for themselves. Mm-hmm. I know I, I have no idea how that would work, right? As in society and all of that, like <laughs> I'm not an expert on this, but I, what I truly believe is that we should be so free in the work we do that we should all decide on when we work, how much we work, the way we work, how much we want to get paid, basically to be an entrepreneur, right, for ourselves. And that's why I'm not a big fan of, you know, creating these kind of structures or environments mm. in, in work and for corporations, mm. because that would that is just like kind of, there, there is no match for me with that, yeah. right? I don't see this as a way of how we could have it really flexible and the way mm-hmm. I really see people, how they should be working and yeah. yet be still employed. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't go together for me. So, you know, for what I believe is that seriously, if you want that flexibility, and I believe everyone wants that to a certain mm-hmm. degree, to the degree we are aware of, you know, how much um, we want certain things in life, because yeah. some people are still not there. They kind of like believe that corporations and employment and all of that, that they are still working. I don't believe that it's working for people, but never mind. <laughs> yeah, And that's why what I think is the only way to support yourself in a way that you can take really good care of yourself which is the first priority for everyone i believe yeah is to be independent right mm-hmm. um now this is something which i believe is our birthright as well yeah and is the way how we can best how we truly can best and at a most productive rate be actually um, beneficial to others, mm-hmm. to the society, to our clients, to everyone. Yeah. Because seriously, who knows best what your needs are right now, <laughs> right? Today or tomorrow sure. when, when a mom has a child which gets sick or has a condition or this or that, like mm-hmm. who's going to tell her what she needs to do with that child, right? Yeah. Like the mom knows best. She needs to decide on when she's going to be able to work when she needs to take the time off and all of those things like mm. it, it's just it's just really the only way people can manage their times in the most efficient way is to put the responsibility on themselves to make those decisions i'm gonna work this hours or that time and those projects and not those projects and like be really responsible for that mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's really interesting what you're saying because there's a there's a YouTuber that I follow, Andre. His name's Graham Crockridge. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, and he actually says that, weirdly enough. He says that the way that we can be free is by working for ourselves, like we are. Um, and I do agree with you on a certain to the certain extent, but I feel like we've got we do have quite a long way to go before the type of work and how we work changes but I do see I don't know what what you think I do see that working from home will become the norm for a lot more people 
Um, I don't know. I also just think that working culture has really, really changed post-pandemic and onwards. You know, we're not still not out of the woods with this. Um, but one of the things I also really, really wanted to ask you, because we've had another lawyer on this podcast who we spoke a little bit about what it was like for her being a lawyer, and she's a, she's a career coach. She, she does something different to you. But one of the things I wanted to really ask you, because my father was a lawyer and he was often at times, he found it challenging, right? And this is a long time ago because my father is no more now. But one of the things that I really, really am interested in, because I know in the UK, when people study law, it's the one that people drop out of the most in terms of degree. Um, I've seen some stats around this as a careers advisor. But I'd really, really just like to ask you, um, what do you think it is about the profession of being a lawyer that not only makes it challenging, but maybe not something that fulfills somebody long term? I'm intrigued to know this. Mm, that's a really good question. <laughs> I love it. You know, so my, I don't need to go far just to look at my uh, university peers who studied with me. And I can tell you from all the women who studied maybe that year with me at our university, like I'm not exaggerating if I'm going to say that the, the majority, I would even go as high as maybe 80, 90% of women, especially of women who studied law, who graduated from law, mm-hmm. are not pursuing law anymore. <laughs> They're not in their career. <laughs> and they just say something, right? Mm. And what I believe is about law is that it's a very challenging and very masculine um, field or area to be working in. And together with business, it's probably the most challenging area, I would say, for women, because it, it, it just doesn't work for us yeah. to be working in such a rigid and masculine environment or a thinking environment, I would say thinking environment, right? I can tell you my personal experience from very early years uh, when I became a lawyer Mm. and I had to defend an authority in the court, which was renting properties to people, right? And basically the law would allow you to kick your tenants out of the apartment if they were not paying rent which is fair, right? They're not paying rents. Okay, they can't live in my property, right? But then when you go, that's that's kind of the theory behind. But when you go to the court and you see the mother of three kids who is not supported by her husband and, and you know, like a really sad story and you are on that side, which is claiming that this woman needs to go out of the apartment without, without knowing where she's going to go, mm. I understood that this is not good. (laughs) It's just not right. I mean, like, okay, the law says something. It says one thing, but the reality of it, it's it's a different thing, right? And in that moment, I was, I can tell you, I was maybe 20, 24 or 25. And it deeply touched my heart because I was like, I don't care whether the law is to be obeyed or... Uh, is here to help us but this is not okay Mm -hmm. and I'm just not going to be standing on the side of this kind of law 
which I'm not in agreement with. And it was just like a little, little tiny case. It was not even significant, nothing big, right? But it already opened my eyes to, well, hell no, this is just not working for people. So yeah. I'm, I'm not going to be doing this. Yeah. And, and the more, you know, I, then I went into commercial law and, and, you know, for the corporate law, because I oh. thought maybe, well, if I don't work with people directly like this, it's not going to touch me too much, mm-hmm. but then it's just the same. Right. Yeah. And what I see law being right now is an artificial structure is a set of rules made by men completely artificially to protect property yeah. and money and finance. Mm-hmm. And all of that, right? Yes, or you wanted to say something? No, 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 I was just listening. Sorry, I didn't want yeah. to interrupt your flow. <laughs> no, that, that, that's fine because if you let me, I'm, I'm going to go on a rampage here about law, how it's not working for anyone. And it's just, I mean, we still need the rules and laws and everything, right? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, as a society, we need to be kind of ruled and structured because we are not able to rule ourselves and and we are not there yet just simply (laughs) but I'm not gonna be standing on that side of of a non-workable system yeah 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 and I think many women kind of intuitively very you know feminine way we feel it that it's just not right Mm -hmm. and that's why we kind of deviate from there because it's kind of doesn't sit with us anymore yeah, this is really, really interesting what you're saying, Andrea, especially about it being quite a, you know, male-dominated profession because I watched, um, I mean, we will wrap up soon, but I just wanted to mention this. I watched a documentary on Netflix about um, basically um, something to do with drugs and how prosecutors and defence attorneys work in America. And not only were all of the lawyers men, all right. It was showing how easy it is for the system in general to be curbed through laws or not to be curbed through laws. And I think everything you've said, when I think about a profession of law, because I think a lot of the time um, the previous person who came um, on the podcast, who was a lawyer, was saying that TV programs tend to glamorize law. Right. Mm. They tend to make it look really like sexy and cool with programs like The Good Wife and you know, back in the day in the 80s, you had LA Law and Ali McBill. Mm-hmm. Problem yeah. is with that, though, is that's not the reality, is it, Andrea? That's not really what being a lawyer is about, right? The irony to it, right? Yeah, exactly. It's very far from what we see on TV. <laughs> very far. And I can I can imagine it's the, the emotional impact. But it's really, really interesting. And I don't know, please don't apologise for going on a passionate tangent because it shows your experience it shows your knowledge and intelligence around the subject because I think a lot of people shy away from saying actually you know what it's not that we're saying law or medicine or these professions are bad it's just these professions are not for everybody you know and people change and people adapt and it's important to acknowledge that Andrea because I just feel like a lot of people don't want to talk about these elephants in the room, but we need to, right, to empower and support women and people out there who want to change their careers. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with actually realizing that, you know, that the thing what I'm doing right now, whatever career you might be in right now, that is just not working for you any longer. 
it's like you know I've been there as well like I've invested so much time efforts money and all of that into my career and at the point where I was supposed to be kind of you know being reaping the benefits of the hard work I realized well I don't want to be doing this at all right and I think that's kind of an existential crisis for for many of us as well which we go through and it's like it's okay to be questioning those things it's actually part of the growth Mm. as a person as a personality and discovering more what is there more to life right so I have discovered a way how I know I can be even more beneficial to the society to people I work with and that's changing their lives for the better and that's changing it so rapidly and in such a transformative way that it actually brings the benefits which we all want being yeah. satisfied in life being happy fulfilled and all of that which honestly a career will not make you only like this if you know the other things are not falling into places as well True, true. Very interesting. Thank you so much for your time today. It'd be really, really good to hear, Andrea, where can people follow you? Where can they connect with you? All of that kind of wonderful stuff. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm all over Facebook and LinkedIn. You can definitely search for Andrea Petrek and my profiles will pop up at you. And I'm also holding um, bi-weekly webinars for all the professional driven women who just really want to know what are their options if they don't want to be stuck in the career they have right now. So it's a free training for an hour and it tends to be a, a real eye opener for, for many. So just, just have a look at my profile on LinkedIn or in Facebook and, and you will find all those information. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure having, like interviewing you today. Um, and thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me so much. You are a wonderful, wonderful guest or host. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Thank you. Thanks so much. See you. you. Bye. I really appreciate all of you who listen to this podcast, share it, have subscribed already and left me a review. But I would really, really appreciate if you haven't left a review and you're a loyal listener, that you please take the time if you have an Apple Podcasts account to leave me a review. If you're not on Apple, as I know many of you aren't, please share it. Also, if there was a topic or if there was something that you think could really make a difference to someone tell people about it the more visibility this podcast has the more difference it's going to make to people's lives and people's careers thanks so much